Three, two, one. Yo, welcome to the second ever episode of the Boba Chat Podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. My name is Anthony Boo, and I'm your host. Um, we have a couple guests today, a lot more than last week. Do y'all want to introduce yourself <laughs> for a second time? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm Anne. I'm Jacqueline. Hi. I'm Timmy. I'm Larry. I'm Christine. Yeah, um, as you can tell, we did like a first take and um, I didn't record it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this all over again. Hey, yeah, um, it's, fi- it's fine. Yeah, we didn't get too far into it. So luckily we were saved. But going back to the podcast and why we're here today, the topic for this episode is going to be on leaps of faith. And I was really inspired by this movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And there was just one scene in which Miles asked Peter Parker. And Miles is the new Spider-Man, by the way. And Miles asks Peter Parker, the original Spider-Man, how do I know when I'm ready? Ready to be Spider-Man. And Peter responds with, you don't know. It's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. And so I kind of want to open up the discussion with a question, and that question is, has there been a moment in which you were, you wanted to do something, something that might have been risky, might have been, might have consequences, but it was something that your heart pulled you to do. And in that situation, voices might have came up such as voices that said, you're not good enough, you're not ready yet, if you do this, you look stupid. Or any variant of those voices, whether that came from your parents or your friends or your peers or even your, in your own head. What did you do? Did you take that leap of faith or did you not? And what were the results? Okay, well, I guess I'll go first for a second time. Um, what well, my leap of faith would probably be just doing the EV VSU show that like has Bellarmine and Notre Dame participate. And so, like a couple, of, like I'll give context that the EV show they have Bellarmine people and Notre Dame people join, and this year, like. They advertised it to us, but no one in my club really wanted to do it. Either they were like too busy or just didn't show any interest or EV is just too far from Bellarmine. And I thought to myself when I first heard it, because I heard it freshman year, I didn't do it then, but sophomore year I heard it again. And I was like, dang, this sounds really fun. And it sounds like a great opportunity, but I kind of, had a moment of hesitation where I was just like, but I wouldn't know anyone there. Like, I'm going to be probably super lonely, not talk to anyone. I was still, like, shy back then. And so I had, like, thoughts about whether or not I should do it. But then, like, at the moment, I was like, okay, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm going to be too busy these next two years to even do it again. So I was like, screw it. 
gonna just do it. I just saw I like literally went up to EV. It's like my second time there, and just like walked around everywhere trying to find out where they do the auditions and everything. And I auditioned and I got in, and I had probably like the best months of my sophomore year there. So I think that's pretty worth it for me looking back. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, this was during my junior year, and it was like, okay, I was gonna take the SAT in December, right? And it was the end of summer, and I was, and I took the, a practice test, and the results were not what my parents nor I like wanted. So they're like, "All right, Timmy, you're gonna have to take some SAT prep courses." I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then they said, "All right, I quit leadership." And I, was, and I was like, wait, what? 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 Quit, quit, quit leadership? They, they wanted me to quit because they were afraid that I, with my, like, my Boy Scouts, my school, my extracurriculars, and now an added extra, like, four hours a week to go to SAT prep, they were afraid that I wasn't going to be able to, like, live, basically. And for me, the leap of faith was telling them no. Right, because that was the first time I openly like disagreed with them on something that was like sorta significant. And yeah, and I think overall it turned out pretty well though. Alright, resuming. Hello everyone, I'm Jacqueline. So my leap of faith was actually last week. So in so when I went into college, yeah, I'm the only college person here right now in doing this podcast. But when I was in college, I was actually involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, including being an officer for the physical science club. And so throughout the year, I actually put in a lot of work to the club just to make sure that because we're still relatively a new club, I didn't want the club to sort of fall apart. And so I would do all I can to participate in the, into the project, into leading the meetings, recording, all of that. Oh, and by the way, I'm the, I was the secretary of the club. So I had to make sure that everything was organized, everything was kept on record. So last week, I, I put... So last week, during the summer, I decided to do several new projects and take in new responsibilities for the following uh, school year, including being the secretary of the Associate Students Government of EBC. And not only that, taking summer classes. I realized that during the summer and in the incoming year, I knew that I was going to do a lot of stuff, and in, including potentially being the officer again for the physical science club. So after after some self-reflection during the past week, I realized that if I want to continue being able to grow and being able to just live and not die from doing all these activities, I must make a sacrifice, including giving up some of the things I really actually enjoyed or at least figure out my priorities. So of course, I started thinking, if I continue being the officer for the physical science club, will I thrive? 
will my will my how should I say it? Will my separate focuses actually hinder the progress of the physical science club? And I realized that there are so many other responsibilities, so many other projects that I really like to do, including taking care of myself. I realized that I must be able to at least give some time for myself to actually relax. So last week, I sent out a message to the physical science club officers and said, hey guys, because I needed to take care of myself and also focus on the things I really want to do in order to figure out my identity, I decided to resign my officer position. And it was a really hard choice because I actually really enjoyed being part of the club, but I knew that I could actually figure out more about who I am and really grow if I choose to quit being an officer. And it was, and I viewed it as a necessary choice in order for me to finally be able to figure out who I am. And that was my leap of faith. Um, so mine was sort of kind of early in the year. Um, so if you know me, you probably also know that I'm kind of awful at social interaction. I'm not great at making connections with people. But um, so last year, my sophomore year of high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to join robotics. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. And I joined robotics and it was pretty fucking awful. Um, I got put on this team, but it was all dudes and I didn't know any of them and they were all older, older than me. And it was just not a fun time because I would ask for them to teach me something and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. But I'm like an underclassman and they don't really care. So they didn't teach me. And I kind of just wasted a whole year. So in junior year, I was like, is it worth it? I'm going to join again. But like, I didn't learn anything in my sophomore year. And I was like, I don't think if I join a team that I'll be a useful asset or that I can be like, or that I can learn anything. But um, I did anyway, and I got put on a separate team. Um, it was an all-girls team, and a bunch of them... Well, I didn't know any of them, but I like we were like acquaintances. So my new teammates, I was like, wow, they're all so smart. They're, they're all so good at math. They understand things. They're, they can use this software that I don't understand. And I was like, oh, fuck. I feel way like out, like outclassed here. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh no. Sorry, guys. I dropped a water bottle. bottle. I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways. You ruined the, the entire podcast. <laughs> we're, we're not going back. We're not coming back from the- <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Another one? So I was Take three. in this club and I was like, oh my god, I don't know how to do a single thing. I'm like a child amongst like really cool girls who like know how things work and they can do robotics. And I was like, fuck. I don't know how to do anything. I should just leave the club. Okay. Um, so it's like, I don't think I should keep doing robotics because I'm just going to be absolutely fucking useless. And I was just sitting in my room and I was like, oh, I want to learn, but I don't want to be like a burden because it's already like a like a pretty big team. Like most FDC robotics teams are like five to ten people. And usually even just more, five is already pretty large, but we're up to like 12 or 13. And I was like... Oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to be a useful asset to this club. And my my leap of faith was sort of just like, okay, 
I can do this. Like I have the ability and the capacity to learn. So this year I joined robotics and I stayed in robotics and I was the most annoying motherfucker ever and at every meeting. Like, how does this work? How do you do this? Like, why do we have to do this for the robot? Like, um, do we have to connect this to this or what would happen if I did this instead? And <laughs> I just worked my ass off and it paid off because your girl is still in the club. She is mech lead. And my leap of faith was just the the realization that if I wanted to do something that I had to actually like fucking do it, even if I felt like I didn't know anything about it. Um, so my leap of faith was, um, deciding to take my school trip to Europe. Uh, because like when I signed up for it, I literally knew no one that was going. I was, um, I'm pretty introverted and I was like scared out of my mind that I'll be spending the whole trip, like walking behind everyone alone. I kind of had the image in my head. Um, but when I I actually went on the trip, uh, I was really surprised because I actually knew kind of some of the people there and they were really friendly and they included me in like all their activities and stuff. And I realized that, um, that there was a part of me that, even though I was scared to, like, go on this trip basically on my own, um, a part of me, like, really wanted to meet new people and, like, discover new things. Um, like, yeah. And I'm really happy about it. Thanks for sharing, everybody. So, when I ask this question... Um, I can only think of, I think I've taken multiple leaps of faith in my life, but some, but for some reason, this is the only one that pops up in my head. Like this is the first thing that pops up. Um, fuck, I'm just getting like super like nervous just thinking about it. But so there's this girl. Of course, of course. And. Damn, this is like bringing me, bringing me back to like junior year. So junior year, there's this girl. Um, you know, I was just trying to figure out myself, <laughs> and and I came across this one person. She's in my class, and maybe it was because she was giving me all the validation. Um, she was like she was younger than me, but like two years, and. She was giving me, like, a bunch of, like, validation. You know how freshmen are, you know? Like, they ask you a bunch of questions, and... Fuck, this is embarrassing already. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I thought... I, I thought too much about it already. I think I'm okay. Um, and she was younger than me, and, you know, freshmen, like, they're trying to find out the answer to the world. They want to make friends, and so they're... She's, she was giving me so much validation, dude. She made me feel cool. <laughs> Okay, anyways, um, I was like, and I guess I was kind of, I was a lot more insecure then, and a lot more codependent, and of course something like that would 
give me some feelings. These, yeah, so I kind of didn't, I tried to deny it at first. I was like, fuck, no way. This is bullshit. I ain't falling for this girl. It's, it's just for the validation, Anthony. Think, think about it. It's just for the validation. This isn't feelings of attraction or anything. It's all in your head. Forget about it. Um, but, you know, I found out about Tony Robbins. I've been like a year researching self-help and, and like Tony always talks about this, about being authentic. And, and, you know, I was in MHT, this is my second year or third year at MHT. So I was like, yo, it's all about authenticity. It's all about vulnerability. Take the leap and tell her. And I remember talking to Tony Vincent about this. And I was so embarrassed. There was, like, so much shame just telling him about it. So I've already been through that phase. But, yeah, I remember just telling him about it. But he was, like, he was really supportive. And I told him that I knew what I wanted to do, which was I'm just going to take the leap and ask her out. And if it leads to something, it leads to something. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But the only thing that matters is me showing up and being my most authentic self. And I've never asked a girl out ever. I've never known anyone that has been attracted to me. And so this was like, at that time, I was like, holy shit, this is good. this is bonkers. This is crazy. And so this one day at school, as I was walking out of choir, we walked together. This is so childish. Now looking back, this is such a childish thing. <laughs> Anyways, we were walking out, and uh, my heart was just pounding, like, did it. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, call a doctor. <laughs> Timmy, you're you're the doctor. Please help. <laughs> Diagnose me. Um but I was like, hey, hey, I, I gotta tell you something. And and we just kept walking. It was super tense. And she was like, Yeah, what what do you want to say? And I was like, I don't remember what, I don't know I don't remember what exactly what I said. But maybe I said I liked you or something like that. And she was like, she's super, she's super sweet. She was like, you do? Uh, uh, I don't um And she just kept walking around in circles. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, oh, no. And she just kept walking around. She was like, she was so confused. And I could just see in her face. And for some reason, like, this, this is my first time. It's like losing your virginity, but like... Okay, well, hold on. Relax, relax. Relax. <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait, wait. She's like, a freshman. She's a freshman. No, wait. That's, that's FBI, open up, FBI. <laughs> what I meant was it's like your first time, okay, you know? Okay. Like the first time of doing something. That's what I meant. You, you can't do a metaphor we don't have. We don't have knowledge of. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Hey, this is going. Okay, I hope like... Yeah, this is why I can't show this podcast to my mom. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, first time ever. Whenever it's the first time you're doing something, you freak out, right? So I was freaking out. She was freaking out. We were both freaking out. And I think at first, I was like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Um, long story short, she was like, oh, yeah, Anthony, you're kind of cute. And then she ran away. Oh. Yeah. Aww, and... I think I was okay for the first five minutes. And then my my whole world just went crazy. Um, I 
can't really explain this, to be honest. It doesn't make any logical sense. Of course it doesn't. It's emotional, right? But I was just so confused. And not not confused. I mean, it happened, but I felt like really... I don't want to say it because looking back, it's like, come on, man. Like, But I'll tell you what I felt. I felt hurt. I felt hurt. And... And it, and I was more than hurt, embarrassed, completely embarrassed. She was gonna tell her friends, and everyone will know that I I just try to ask out a freshman. <laughs> and and it it took me like for like a whole month, I just freaked out. And I know how we're all talking about leaps of faith here, and we kind of talked about how it yielded like positive results in our lives, whether that bettering our mental health or um, opening ourselves up and meeting new people. But for me, it was just pain for the first month. Embarrassment. And I, tr- I try to psych my- myself out of that feeling, listening to a lot of, like, Hillsong and them Jesus music, you know, to pray the feelings away. <laughs> but I think... I, it it took a while for me to get over that. Um, but this kind of segues segues to the second question that I want to ask all of you. It's what lesson did each of you learn, and how did it impact your life and viewpoint? And so for me, after that moment, I can't say I learned not to give to not give a fuck, right? How can I not have given a fuck? I like the girl, and she didn't. She didn't. She rejected me, and of course I feel hurt, right? But I think the most important thing I learned was being okay with everything that happened. So that happened. I felt super pain. I felt a lot of pain. I felt a lot of embarrassment. I remember just like walking around school trying to avoid her because I'm like, fuck, I, I don't want to be seen because it's just super embarrassing. Um, but in that time, I learned. Whatever feelings you're feeling, whatever emotions are coming up, just sit in it. And and I also in that moment learned that time is probably one of the most powerful healers. And just just sit, and it's it's eventually gonna go away. Instead of like pushing it down and pretending that's not it's not there, just accept it and let time do its job. And that lesson about time being a good like being a strong healer has played a role in other parts of my life and other bigger decisions but for some reason this is the first thing that comes up cuz it's like losing your virginity you never forget your first time <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding boy <laughs> boy okay yeah that's not going <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many like, analogies you could like the first used. time walking yeah. it's like the first time like <laughs> first time going to school you know like first time kindergarten but not nah, this yeah so moving on <laughs> the first question what lesson did you learn and how did it impact your life viewpoint would you do anything differently um i learned that even though you may start off like like not knowing how everything will turn out um just by taking that leap of faith 
is the f- first step to like achieving what you want. Um, I wanted to make new friends. I wanted new, new companions. Um, I may not have known it then, but uh, by the end of the trip, I made new friends, and I was really happy about it. I think one lesson I learned from my leave of faith is just to like, like do whatever I wanted to do and not overthink too much because when I started overthinking, then that's when all like the problems start showing up and how I was like more hesitant to do it when if I just did it straight up, <laughs> sorry, Anthony, but like, I don't know, like it might not pertain uh, this lesson might not go for everyone, but for me, it's just to, like, do it and not overthink too much about it. Yeah. I think, so you said it, you, it didn't pertain, or it might not pertain. I think as, as at least the first two of you have been sharing, for some reason it's super, it, it's super re- relatable, kind of the lessons that you learn. And I was thinking to myself, like, as you were saying that, like, how could I apply, apply that to my own life? Because I, I think it's something that definitely, um, like, we all resonate with. So I kind of just want to put that out there. But what you said, just do it. Yeah, I probably should have just did it. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for that piece of advice. All right, I think um, from my lesson, it was that my parents aren't the end-all, be-all, know-it-all that I need to follow like 1% of the time. And I think this is relatable for some people who are about to go off to college and their parents aren't going to be there anymore. And yeah, you have to make your own decisions. And I think under another lesson I learned was that if I really want or if I really love something, I'm going to have to, like, I have to, like, fight for it. And that, you know, that's okay. That's good. So for me, when I made the leap of faith to to quit being an officer for the physical science club, at first I thought I would feel relief, but instead I felt a lot of pain because I thought to myself, is this because I'm not doing as much projects as I thought, am I still good enough? And during that uh, during the past week, after some self-reflection, after some after just some thinking i realized that because i knew it was a necessary decision for me to finally have some time on my own to reflect i am still good enough even though i am not doing as much as i can as long as i take care of myself i know that i will be okay and this is a small step for me in choosing to accept myself but i know that i'm making progress and i'm willing to confront my fear and really change to become a better person and really and really just grow and grow into someone who I can finally love. Um, I think one huge lesson that I learned from forcing myself to like stick with robotics is that like I'm not going to get jack shit done if I want to stay comfortable. Like, it was really hard for me to, like, 
force myself to make these connections with these other people and learn from them just because I'm really bad at like talking to people that I don't know and people that intimidate me so it was like the fucking worst for the first couple of meetings where I was just like um what's what's this how does this work what do we use this for but I had to like drag my own body out of my comfort zone and because of that I've learned so much from these people and I made a bunch of new friends and it's like yay good job Anne. but like that was really uncomfortable and it was not a fun time but now it is and I'm really glad that I forced myself to do it like I just had to jump into the deep end so we have Calvin over here who just arrived I'm late I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's okay Calvin welcome to the conversation so the question was the first question was have you ever taken a leap of faith in your life have you ever jumped even when some voices said you're not good enough or you're not ready? Mm, I'm gonna let that. Um, sorry, I'm gonna let that. Um, Can you pull the mic closer? Yeah. I'm gonna let that marinate a little bit. Because <laughs> um, I just came late, and I think that um, other people who wanted to answer should answer first. We all answered. We all answered first. Okay, I'll check the podcast. Okay. Um, I think in my life where I took a leap of faith was um, coming into uh, MHTL on that first day because it was so out of my comfort zone because like before coming into like the, I remember the first day I came to MHTL I was late and I knew that I really wanted to be there so I was like oh my god so I have to get an Uber so I hit up somebody I don't even talk to and I'm like hey man can you like Uber for me and then I'll pay you back and then I did um, I remember I was um, super stressed out that day because I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to be good. I think I'm going to act weird and awkward, and I'm not going to like anybody, and people are not going to like me. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's took a leap of faith to be a part of this community. Um, so that was one. And also with confirmation. I feel like just f- opening myself up and furthering myself with my relationship with God, the... Um, I didn't really want to at first, but I was like, you know, just fuck it, you know? Like, I feel like it's, I'm being, like, gravitated towards it, so, yeah. This is so cool, by the way. Hmm? Oh, and how, how, how did it impact your life? If you can talk more about it. So pretty much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. What? Oh, okay. Cool. Um, like in terms of just like, that's like a standalone question, or is that a follow up to the last? Question? It was a follow up. Oh, okay. Um, I think it just taught me to be more um willing and open open minded to trying new things out. Um, and most definitely, it just it shows me that there are more than um, one perspective on things. And like, you know, to like a 14-year-old Calvin, you know, that really opened my mind up to um, being more open to the people around me. And I think that if you want to make it political, like in this political climate, like if you have an opposing view, sometimes like you don't give it a chance to kind of share your opinion. You just get like canceled, you know? 
that's kind of like Twitter cancel culture. And um, it taught me to be more, it taught me to, like, if I could condense it into one saying, it's my favorite saying, it's, um, reply, no, listen to understand, not listen to reply. Yeah. So loud. What now? It's like, yeah. Um, thank you for sharing, everyone. You, you all were a lot. I didn't expect kind of a lot of responses, but I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, but you guys have really shown that you guys are really courageous as leaders. You guys are really living out the MHTL like lifestyle. And leading by taking that leap of faith, and I just thought that was something something important to acknowledge. Yeah. Um. So, I just I kind of had a thought. Um. This is kind of becoming kind of formal a little bit. Like this is what um what incendio would look like, like a group sharing. So kind of to break away from that a little bit, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to ask any more questions. It's just, if you want to add anything to the conversation, go ahead. This is your time. And you can just casually respond to it and just do the hook symbol if you want to respond. And that's it. I have a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I unhook the mic, please? I don't know how to use this. I don't want to damage your equipment. Okay, just... When you're not using it, just... Oh, what's it like? It's, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Audio Thank you, sir. Oh, she's just saying when you put it down, you can hear oh, something. Can hear it okay. Oh. But it's, less, it's a lot less loud than this. Oh, okay. Yeah. True. So my topic is... um when like okay for example right when you're like up against um i said like not up against i think a lack of a better word up against like your family members on decisions that you make like um let's say i know a lot of us i'm not sure if everybody here but for me just me speaking personally thank you me personally speaking um my parents they're very like one-minded not one-minded close-minded <laughs> um and they don't my dad specifically like he likes to um do things his way and within this type of order and with this type of fashion you know and so um i was just wondering I'm just gonna put it out there how do you guys work around that like working around people or family members who kind of like have this unilateral way of thinking all right, so um, I do this thing called uh, rebelling. <laughs> okay, no, no, but it's like, it's like, it's like okay, okay, it's like, I, I give, I, 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 I give an example, right? It's, it's okay. So let's say, okay, so my parents used to be like super strict about me and riding my bike, right? Right, random places. So I decided, all right, you know, one day, yeah, screw it, I'm gonna ride my bike 
to somewhere I'm not supposed to. So I rode my bike all the way to like McDonald's, which is like like a mile away from my house. Like MHT McDonald's or no 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 not that one like a different one. No, the one, the one like on San Felipe. Anyway, so I went, I went there, and then, and then I got home later. And my dad was like, "Wait!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, what'd you eat for um, for lunch?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got McDonald's." He's like, "Wait, how'd you do that?" I'm like, "I rode my bike to McDonald's." Oh! <laughs> okay, so, so, and I'm like, "See, but, but that, you see, I'm still alive." <laughs> Right, so it's not, it's sort of rebelling, but it, it's at the same time it's showing that you are capable of doing things that like they might not think that you're capable of doing. So yeah, that's that kind of that was good. Yeah. Uh, siblings, don't tell mom and dad, but I just lie. <laughs> Tomorrow. I'm going to SF Pride, but you know how parents, especially mine, are like Catholic and homophobic? I told them I was going to Chinatown. I'm like, Mom, can I go to Chinatown with my friends? Um, And she was like, yeah, sure, just be safe about it. But I'm not going to Chinatown. I just straight up lied to her. But if I get back alive, I might tell her, and she'll be like, okay, sure. We'll see. We'll see. So some of us are going to confession right after this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've done both. For sure. Um, so your question was, how do you deal with that unilateral way of thinking, right? And I think a lot of the times that unilateral way of thinking also comes with criticism and yelling and sometimes abuse, right? whether that's physical or, or emotional. Um, so I went to therapy for a while, and my social worker gave me a very, very good tactic for me. I don't know if if everyone can apply this. I don't even apply it often because I remember, like, right after. But it's when when I feel tense around my parents or he's, they're, they're yelling at me or something, um, kind of take a pause. And if you need to, leave the house run out and go for a run do something that that you enjoy and just take a break because there's just a lot of times when we get into these heated moments with our parents we go to we go on to autopilot and what does autopilot look like talking back yelling um or sometimes nothing right and i think it's really important when those times do happen we need to kind of get out of that environment for ourselves, for our own mental health. Um, I don't think it can be applied to everyone, right? Um, because sometimes you can't leave the house or they won't let you. Um, but I, for at least for me, that's what I took to heart. Just really get out of that environment. Because when I think something happened this morning in which my dad was just yelling at me when I was trying to... When I was trying to um, replace uh changed the tires for the first time and he was just telling me directions he's yelling at me and i'm like god damn like i, I want to cry at the moment and i want to just like throw the wrench out of his face at the same time and and i and i because you know i was doing a lot of things i couldn't run i couldn't leave the environment and so coming into this podcast i was actually quite angry and quite sad and so i i, I think i guess that's more for like 
situations that get kind of more intense. But if it's just a normal conversation or like they're not too intense about it, I think listening before anything else and trying to understand that perspective and then responding with another alternative. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Okay, so what I recently learned how to do when my parents, like, don't let me do something is just, like, annoy them about it. Like, (laughs) I don't know if you guys know, but I went to a tree at Berkeley earlier this year. Yeah, with Mary. And it was, not going to lie, I did do some mistakes. I wasn't super clear about, like, all the details and everything. But... At the time, I was telling my mom this. I told my mom, hey, I'm going to apply for this retreat thing. I'm going to do it, okay? And she's like, I'll think about it. And then I applied anyway, and then I got in. And then I told her, I'm like, oh, I got in. All right, right? Like, oh, can I go? And she's like, no. And I just looked at her. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, I got into this super good program. It's at Berkeley. It's like everything I wanted to do at the time and she just straight up denied me of that I'm not gonna lie I was pretty pissed off like I was like why are you denying me of this this is like what I my passion was and I was so angry but then I kind of remember what my sister would usually do and she would just like yell at her and it would never get anywhere and so I thought at the time the best solution was to like call her out on it in front of my family in a peaceful calmful voice because i knew if i was hell angry at her it's not gonna get anywhere and so this happened like four days every single night i would go into her room and i'll be like mom i'm going to this retreat you're gonna let me go i like i'm giving you these details and everything and every single night she would just hella yell at me but like i would still Every day, I'll be like, come on, mom. You're being unreasonable. Like, I've given you all these details you want me to give you. I'm being so clear about it. Just let me go. But she's, like, hella stubborn and everything. Because, yeah, I'm going to, like, a college for four nights or three nights. It's kind of worrying. But, like, I had to contact so many people just to get this to work. Like, I remember... I was talking to my dad late at night about it. I was talking to my uncle who finally convinced her to go or to let me go. And I thought, like, after I did go, I'm like, damn. If I, like, lashed out angrily at her or just, like, just backtalked, I knew it wasn't going to work. And so that's when I kind of realized, like, oh, yeah, this, I think this method would work. Just, like, reacting calmly to her, just annoying her. So, sort of same, like, I feel like, especially with, like, ideological stuff, seeing as most of, or we're all quote-unquote Catholic, assuming all of our parents are also Catholic, 
um, that comes with its own set of prejudices most of the time. And that, especially with like our generation being a little bit more liberal than the previous one, is kind of like the differences there are like pretty distinct, right? But I feel like Larry, you're right in saying that we shouldn't yell at them because it really doesn't work. Um, my mom, especially, is like hell homophobic, but like it's a, it's not okay. But I feel like your approach in that is really one that works because she's not super accepting but i did get her to watch queer eye with me and she doesn't hate them so i'd say that's like it doesn't have yeah exactly it's like it's progress and it doesn't have to be immediate but it does have to be calm and accepting and you shouldn't like expect results immediately which is yeah not the best but like i feel like like that sort of compromise and that sort of slow progress is exactly what we need and i just want to hook onto that and what Anne and larry said they're really good points and i just want to also say that it's also important to consider actually considering the emotions that you can speak out about with your parents because i know that in my family we tend not to talk about anything regarding emotions because Personally, for me, I feel a little bit uncomfortable sharing about my deep thoughts to my family. No one in my family really says anything regarding like, oh, how they are, what's their mental state. It's really difficult for us to actually be able to make any progress because we are because we're not actually willing to share that out. And so by making progress and just being able to share those emotions, I'm really glad that that some of us are able to actually reach to that point where we can really share our share our emotions to other parents and have that courage to actually share. So really being able to share your emotions and just talk about it in a slow, methodical way, that's a really important thing to consider. Can I offer something? So... I've been studying compassion, something called nonviolent communication, and it's basically a way of living, a philosophy, um, to have to live a more compassionate life. And one of the concepts I'm learning are needs, and how how the concept goes is like this: everything we do as humans is to meet a need. Now that might not be completely true, but it's one perspective that puts every action in context of needs. So in a way, by looking through that lens for me personally, I've been able to see a lot more, or have a lot more compassion and empathy from a father. Because when he's yelling at me, he's trying to meet a need, right? And the first step, I think, that I've been trying to do, and it's just so super hard because you get caught up in the moment, is trying to identify those needs. So when my dad was yelling at me, like, when I was trying to, you know, change change the wheels, um, change the tires. I think the needs that he was trying to meet was cooperation, right? Because he just wanted me to do it right. And that was his need. And he didn't want, and he, he feared that I would break my mom's car if I didn't do it right. And so when you kind of lay that out on, onto the table, like, okay, what is my dad needing in this moment? He wants me to cooperate 
um, and he needs me to do it right because to have the certainty that the car wouldn't won't break, right? And so right now, right now he probably fears uncertainty, which is breaking the car. So he need, he he yell, he's yelling at me to make sure that I I get it in right correctly, and in that context, a little bit of that anger and a little bit of that sadness kind of fades because now I see my dad in the context of humanity, right? Like a human, as a human, not as a perpetrator, not as the devil, not as the monster, but as a human who's just trying to meet his own needs. I kind of want to keep them. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if the sounds are too long, you can press the skip button. Yeah, that's cool. Fifteen seconds. What things do um? I kind of missed the beginning part of it. Yeah, I'm never trying to see. Oh, never, oh, never, never mind. Okay, awesome. Well, sure. Okay, I'll finish my thought. Um, I just wanted to ask, just like a general question. Um. Did we talk about like whatever was on your heart? Share it. Or... Yeah. Did we do that? Oh, never mind. In the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Wait. And... Wait. Well, I'm not completely understanding. Like, what I'm trying to say is like, what other topics did we already talk about? Oh, that was the first one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, great. Okay. So don't worry, you're caught up with it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm returning to see you. Okay. Yeah. And going back to that theme of leaps of faith and going back to what Jackie said, having that conversation with your parents and what Larry did, which was not yelling, <laughs> maybe being a bit annoying, right? But um, it's that, it's taking that leap. It's, it's, it's super scary. Like I think for you who have tried to talk to your parents about, it, about your emotions and how you feel about things, before you go up to that to them there's this like tense feeling inside you and sometimes it's kind of like I don't know like I'm just trying to describe it it's like a feeling in which you're, you're walking have, have you all watched Star Wars? Yeah. which one? Yeah. like all of them? or any of them? not the prequel yeah so like you know how there's this thing called the force and so when someone's like like using the force on you yeah. like you feel a little push like yeah. a really strong push yeah, so when you're when you're trying to kind of talk to your parents about your feelings or emotions for the first time, it can feel like this giant force field that's like pushing like pushing you away from doing the actual task, doing what you really want to do, which is talk to them. And it's in that moment in which like Miles Morales, he just jumped out off the building. You kind of just have to trust that everything will go fine. And sometimes it won't go fine. But still showing up I think that's the most important thing it's as leaders we show up and even when it's not optimal even when it's not the best situation we show up and we speak our truth and so that's all I really had to say
gonna appear in the audio like ASMR. Like just like this is actually just gonna be the MHCL ASMR. Edit out all of Jeff talking and just make it like a highlight reel. Also, if you're talking, um, use the mic so so the audience can hear all the juicy details that we're talking about. Juicy. All the juicy details. <laughs> Anyways, I'm starting my own podcast. It's going to be MHTL ASMR. It'll be the same thing, but with everything edited out. <laughs> no words. <laughs> and then we can do a little role play. In which... Okay, okay, I'll stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> then, okay, then yeah, then I'm right, huh? <laughs> the gateway to the metaphysical experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the word metaphysical a lot. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Maybe um something else on your mind? I was gonna be like, maybe we could talk about any like projects, something we're working on throughout the summer, since most of us are free, you know, no no school. Yeah. Can you take off the the stand? Yeah. All right, all right. So um, I'm a I'm a Boy Scout, the Boy Scout of America, right? And uh, so he needs your money. Yeah, I need your money. Please, please donate. Um, I have a Venmo and a PayPal. <laughs> All right, so my, and for what I'm doing over summer is that I'm doing this thing. It's called an Eagle Project. And basically, you're supposed to look around your community and you see what's in need and you basically help out that need. All right, for me, um, my Eagle Project is getting a bunch of backpacks, filling them with school supplies and um, sending them off to children who may not be as like as fortunate as some of us are and yeah that's basically what i'm doing over the summer and after this i'll hopefully be able to get my my eagle rank and then yeah so cool. i'll be i'll be i'll be, I'll be captain america <laughs> all right okay so my project i'm working on right now is to have my own VSU show at Bellarmine. Yeah. So I'm the VSU president at Bellarmine right now. And after I did the EV show, I was like, damn, why don't we have one at Bellarmine? And then I see all the other schools around here start having their own shows as well. So I think I kind of just got jealous. And so I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm going to start my own. And yeah, so I'm on the process right now. I have like the skit ready or the idea of it ready. I have, I've been like meeting up with people from Notre Dame about it and stuff like that. And yeah, so that's like the only thing on my mind right now. He needs people to come. I do need people to come. That's the main problem is that not a lot of people might not participate in the show. So if you're willing to help me out. You can come. So if you're listening to this podcast, you don't come. Don't ever listen to this podcast (laughs) ever again. (laughs) Yeah. You have to come now. Yeah. You're part of us. 
Now that you listen to this podcast, you basically just dedicated yourself to my show. <laughs> and Timmy's Eagle Scout project. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to donate. <laughs> yeah. Timmy spent like $450 on his project. He really needs your help. I need the bodies to help me out right now, too. Because... Oh, I need the people I met to help me out because I, there, there's too much. There's too much to go into right here, but <laughs> I don't want to speak too much about my situation. But I just want to say that I'm working on something big. Yeah. Okay. So for me. I'm. I want to. The, the, sorry. I want to spend the summer focusing on improving myself, and more of my actual, um, actually get a hobby for once. Because I've been so busy the past few years, I finally want to do something that I actually enjoy. And so during the summer, I want to be able to first off learn how to play guitar because I feel that I'm musically challenged. The last time I played a guitar, I broke the string. So. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I want to get better at that and actually for one say I can play something. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, I want to be able to also learn more about my career. So I'm, I'm majoring in computer engineering, a really big STEM field. And so I want to be able to not only learn about how to use computers, but also just really see if this is my true passion, if this is what I want to do. And not only that, I want to learn how to be fluent in Vietnamese. I suck at that. Please help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much this whole summer is dedicated to, you know, not only focus on my summer classes, but also focus on myself, get a hobby, improve my skills. Because that's what I want to see myself as, just being able to be better and take care of myself. <clears throat> I actually have a guitar. No, 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 it's okay. Cause, cause, <laughs> so I was learning how to play the guitar <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> and it was like at four o'clock in the in the morning. Cause I was just really, I was really bored. You know, I had nothing better to do. <laughs> and then I was like, as soon as like I tuned it, I was like, yes. And then I Snapchatted it, sent text to my friends, and then I play a, sh- um, I tightened it a little bit more because it was just kind of off, um one of the the tunings and then <laughs> the string broke <laughs> uh, yeah. so the strings break a lot but i'm also trying to learn how to play the guitar let me tell you let me tell you we can help each other out oh, yeah. yeah 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 once i fix my guitar yes <laughs> anything else anybody else Jeff, you oh, i'm not doing shit this summer oh, okay <laughs> I'm, I'm playing video games and studying for the sat hey that's still something um i need oh i'm not doing anything fun I'm studying for the SAT, and then I'm going to take the Math 2 SAT. And then I'm grinding robotics and playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> what, what games? Um, I started playing Fire Red again. Um, my brother got me to start Horizon Zero Dawn on his PS4. And I'm trying to be the very best at Pokemon Go, like no one ever was. <laughs> <laughs> what about animal abuse? Boy, it's no, they're my friends. <laughs> Friend abuse. You put them into battle and then they faint. I give them revives. <laughs> that's that's even worse. It's it's fine. 
It's like they die and then you revive them so they can fight again. Yeah, so and I'm, kill like, themselves. I'm Pokemon Jesus. I'm bringing them back to life. For your own needs. I literally have nothing. Uh, I'm, I want to work more. Like, to save up money because textbooks. So, that's what I've been doing the past semesters, just finding PDFs. They're all free. Libgen.com. I mean, no, libgem.io or org. They have all the books in the world. Get a Kindle. Um, so, I have a kind of a question um, that kind of follows up from the last three topics. So we talked about leaps of faith in our past. Is there anything that's coming up that we feel a bit anxious about, but we feel called to do it? Is there any leaps of faith that we want to take, but haven't taken it yet? Just give us a moment to think. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, you know how come the office part is derailed every time? Sorry to derail everyone's thoughts. I mean, it's not really it's supposed to be in the podcast. It's just the talk and some banter. But you know how come in the office, like you have like the close-ups, yeah. and okay. you, I've been, okay. I've been doing that. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. I guess uh, some. I know that. This fall, this incoming fall semester, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be starting to apply for universities to transfer to, and the two universities that I'm only gonna apply to because those are one of the few universities that I really want to go to. It, um, they are SJSU and Cal Poly Slow. So I remember telling my parents this, saying I want to go to either SJSU or Cal Poly Slow, and they know Cal Poly Slow is. Okay, I wouldn't say three hours away. It's not that far away. But they think that anything anything past the 15-minute drive is far away. So saying this, so telling them that I want to go to university three hours away from here, that means I'm going to be living alone. They're really worried. They're, and they're also overprotective. So they're really worried that I wouldn't be able to survive on my own. And I remember them telling me, no, you cannot go to Cal Poly Slow. Either way, I'm going to try to apply because I know that there's a chance for me to actually get in. I know there's a chance. Of course, I don't know if I will make it, but I know that I have a solid chance or just a chance to be able to maybe I might get in. But of course, what worries me is that if I get accepted, will my parents still let me go? Because Cal Poly Slow is one of my dream schools. Of course, I'm okay with going to SJSU. It's close by. The area is nice. But I feel that I can potentially... I can see myself as becoming a really great engineer, a really strong person. Just I can see myself thriving at Cal Poly Slow. And so that's some of the anxieties I'm having a little bit um, in the future is whether my parents will accept the fact that I want to follow my dreams. I have, um, I like that. I think it's very, um, <clears throat> it's very common for like um, a lot of us to kind of have the anxieties with where um, kind of what we want and what we our parents want don't align. 
and just us trying to find the middle ground of that or um in some cases like um overcoming it and um just want to acknowledge that that it's a it's a pretty cool journey and it's i'm i'm sure that you know wherever you end up and whatever you decide to go to you're gonna be good at what you do you're pretty you're pretty culture thank you yeah yeah um so i kind of like the same shit (laughs) the same fear or kind of the similar um battles is that for um a hot minute i was deciding on whether or not to um leave home to pursue um culinary school in la right and then there was this um so the the institute is called ice it's called (laughs) 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 how could you i'm racist (laughs) 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 um i know It's just called the Institute of Culinary Education. <laughs> it's in LA, and um, so I had the opportunity to go take a tour, you know. And I know some family who live um, close to LA. They live in Orange County, and um, I really wanted to go. Um, and my, you know, like fortunately, I have parents who are not really on me about my education. Um, they they don't they're not really supportive, but they're not really on me about education. To kind of just like leave me to what I want to do, um, and I'm grateful for that, you know. Um, but at the same time, um, when I um, I thought about the opportunities that I could do and I could take, um, I was feeling a lot of like uncertainties, you know. Um, not just because like whether or not I would have made it or not, but um, because that if I were to leave my home right now, right, um, how would my older sister and my two younger sisters? Um, be able to take care of themselves you know and um at, at home um i'm kind of the one who usually does like a lot of stuff you know like um i like i take care of my two sisters and i feel like i'm sort of like a um like a father figure for them you know and i feel like if i were to leave i wouldn't be able to um be there for them and i know that like most culinary schools like programs there they take about like two years you know, for um, a program. So if I wanted to go into, like, baking or, like, French cooking, you know, it would take me two years. And two years is not really that a long time. Like, it's it's a, it's a long time, but it's not enough um, to, like, kind of derail what I have with my sisters, you know? So that's kind of been on my mind for, like, the last couple weeks. Yeah. And, like, your input on that. <laughs> Is that your calling, like, to be a chef? Yeah. Or, like, like, work at a restaurant? I'm not sure if it's my calling. I know that whatever I end up doing, I want to go into culinary because um, I feel like food is such an important element to meaningful conversation, right? Like, like we got to do this podcast over boba, you know? And we got to do this over, like, food and bonding, and it's really cool. And so I think that um, when you have food, you also not just bringing in um, nourishment for the body but you're also bringing in emotional and spiritual nourishment that you can kind of bring in to the table right and especially for Vietnamese people like Vietnamese American people oh my god like most conversations start with food like you know you never hear like I love you you hear like oh you know or you know 
and like just the normal thing like i feel like the i love you in vietnamese is like uh, oh um gong ankamja you know like did you eat, did you eat anything yet you know and um that to me it's a very special part in my life with my family cuz how we express love to each other Dude, that's powerful. Yeah, I, I think I've heard that before, but I just never catch it. And yeah. so when someone's asking me, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just, I just ignore it. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, thanks for... <laughs> no, no, no problem. <laughs> Does anyone hook on? I thought somebody wanted to hook on. No? Okay, never mind. So yeah, just speaking more about that, it's like, I think that um, a movie I watched, um, I forgot what movie it was. <laughs> But um the one line that I remember no it wasn't a movie it was a YouTube video and so like back way back in the day like when we were all born um like in America a lot of Asian immigrants were trying to migrate am I saying that right yeah trying to migrate here right and I think either it's first gen or second gen Vietnamese Americans they started to um kind of link in with Um, American culture, right? So like rapping and you know shit like that, right? And especially, specifically in California and in LA, right? There was this huge rap scene, right? And in New York too. And this place happens in New York, right? So there are these two Asian guys, right? This one, his name, um, the first guy, um, his name is MC Jin. He's a really popular rapper in Hong Kong. And then there's this other guy, now known as China Mac. <laughs> <laughs> right so then so then the place it takes place in new york right and they're just chilling in front of this nightclub right um so china mac he's he was a thug like gangster right and for some reason he was just so pissed off so then he they both go in the club and then they shoot each other or not they shoot each other china mac shoots tries to kill mc jin wait why for fun No, because <laughs> like not for fun. Wait, what? It, it was like so. So basically, it was a kind of it was a quote unquote rivalry, right? Oh, okay. So, um, basically, what I'm trying to say, right, is that nobody knew of the um the mo the motive until decades after, right? So after the shooting, he dipped the scene, right? He got caught and then went to prison for 10 years, right? Gets out of prison, um, in 2013. And then now it's 2019, so seven years after, um, they link up China Mac and MC Jin, right? So China Mac doesn't kill MC Jin, but he killed um, one of his friends, right? And you know it was serious, you know, like, like, like 10 years ago or like right now, 10 or years like ago, 2013, 10 years ago. Okay, yeah, sorry, just like kind of everywhere. So basically, China Mac kills MC Jin's friend, and they reconcile 20 years after. Almost 20 years after, right? And so um, the takeaway from this is that when they met up to talk about it, they actually talked about it like last week. So I'm, I'm bringing it up. They talked about it last week, and um, during that time, they brought up a very specific uh, detail, which was if they, they both agreed, right? They did. They did that. They <laughs> they said that if I had a mentor to help guide me in the direction. Um, of like of positivity and growth and spirituality, I probably wouldn't have been in the situation that I was, right? And they both kind of agreed on that. And um, since then, they have both grown in their faith through this whole entire um, event, right? And so I feel like 
that's kind of what I want to highlight that like food is really important to culture because it brings about conversation and they, ha- they kind of had this um, reconciliation through food yeah what food it, I don't know it was like some some Chinese food like oh, okay. in, in um, Chinatown in New York Panda Express, Panda Express. <laughs> yeah you can read more about it online because they, they explain it better than I do but it's pretty interesting Yeah. Um, all right. So it's uh, it's, it's about to be a college college time, college time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I apply. I'm going to college, and I think, and I'm in. I'm a biochem major, and I think the leap of faith is that the competition is gonna be. It's gonna be kind of tough, like especially to get like research opportunities to get close to professors and people, so we can get like to know them better and yeah I just it's kind of like competition oh how's, how's it gonna go am I gonna get enough research done at the school I'm going to you know I don't know, I don't know. but you know it's a leap of faith it's okay yeah I guess one of the future leaps of faith I would have to do it's just like stepping outside my comfort zone and actually doing this show that I've already talked about like, shoot, I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but like, just, oh yeah, it's like my first time actually leading such a big project that takes like more than a month, because usually projects I lead, quote unquote, are just like something for school, just for like a month or something, just like, kind of like almost six months ahead of like the actual date and everything. And so, it's kind of scary for me, to be honest. But hopefully, like everything goes well. I've been, yeah, been thinking about this. Like, pretty scared about the future of my idea. Yeah. And just to hook on to that, to what Larry said, I think when it comes to leading a huge project (coughs) when it comes to leading a huge project it's very important to have a support system and so when you mentioned that you're scared about um leading such huge show and you already have all of this in mind it's also really important to have someone that you can depend on by your side so maybe your co-officers just any of your friends to help you out to the people listening to this podcast please help larry but <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> important to have a support system, and that and that applies to every single other project. It's important to have someone who can help you, who can guide you. Yeah. So basically, if anyone like crosses you up, just come to the podcast and just rant about it, <laughs> and just like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah there's a there's a lot of things I have to say regarding this show. I mean, that's like a separate day, but one question has appeared which is how has MHTO prepared you for this event? 
I think that if I didn't attend MHTL, I would have been so done for, you know? Because, like, there's some problems at the beginning that if I didn't go to MHTL, didn't learn all these things, I would have snapped. Basically, I would have gone, like, super angry at other people, been super impatient. But MHTL has taught me that, oh, yeah, I should probably think about how other people's and their situations at home and stuff like that and just try not to be so impatient yeah and just for clarification larry is the president of vsu at bellarmine yes i am yeah so my next question on that thing right there um what guides um your morality that's the long term so that's a topic up in the air. We can cut this out. I'm just I'm speaking to speak to you guys. Like, yeah. what? So the question is like, um, what guides your morality? What guides your morality? And um, that's like the only one that I have so far. Go ahead, Jackie. And I was about to say, wow, I did not think about that. That's a pretty good topic. Yeah. Discuss that later. Yes. So this is our last question. Oh crap! Yeah. It's been a long time. It's not recording. Save for a main yeah, one, yeah. Yeah. Next week. Wait, so save it? Yeah. Save it. Okay, so shall we wrap up? Sure. Okay, so let's wrap up. If is there any last comments? Kudos. Kudos. I suppose. Yeah. Anything anyone wants to share um for our last couple of minutes? So I want to say kudos to everyone who not only participated in this discussion, but also have the courage to share what they experienced and what they learned. It's very important for us to be able to talk about this because we don't get to talk about this outside as often or at all. And so I really appreciate everyone actually willing to talk about this and also to all the listeners out there who are supporting us by listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, kudos to everyone in here for honestly just showing up and being present. I feel like um, within like the past couple of years, um, like I've never felt so connected with anybody within the program as much as this year's program. So... You guys are pretty cool. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you, for all of you, for being here. We had a rough start just starting the podcast, but I'm glad that there's people that want to join in the conversation and make something awesome happen. So, kudos to all y'all. Thank you for coming. This literally feels like a MHT L session today, which is good. We have the we have that spirit down, and yeah, I can't wait for the next episodes. They'll come up. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> See you later, everyone. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Last call. Anyone?
Um, so kudos to Anthony for lending the house and um, navigating this equipment that I don't recognize at all. Um, thank you for that. Um, oh, and kudos to Timmy for getting my milk tea because I was late. <laughs> One final thing. So Calvin told me something last night. I did. <laughs> I did. Maybe it was two days ago. I don't remember. But he said he would like to lead us in a prayer. Oh, oh yeah. Do you still I remember at the beginning? But I'm gonna end too. <laughs> That's tied too. That's tied too. Y'all in the audience can join. Do the, we're doing the hands of the cross. Hands of the signs of the cross. Oh God. Let me pull up my equipment. That was so anticlimactic. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna thank you, Jack. Okay. <clears throat> So I have this prayer equipped and I was supposed to get it. I was supposed to get it on my hydro flask. I was supposed to get it. I'm sorry, Timmy. I'm sorry, Timmy. I was supposed to get it equipped to my hydro flask, but I never got around doing that. Um, so it's going to be awkward when I pull it up. Not really awkward. It's going to take a really long time because I have a lot of docs. There you go. Okay. So it's a prayer of healing. Um, I feel like I wanted to do this prayer just because... Um, with everyone and kind of everything going on, um, I've noticed that there were a lot of um, clashing, both internal and external. And so uh, let's begin. So, in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> God, I ask you to be here with us today, and um, you came, and I think that you were able to be present with not only the audience, but as well as people around here today for the podcast. And, um, to everyone listening and everybody here, um, God, we ask you to um, give us the spiritual courage and the emotional strength to be able to carry this out. May your desire to be healed, may you desire to be healed, may what is wounded in your life be restored to good health. May you be receptive to the ways in which healing needs to happen, and may you take good care of yourself. May you extend compassion to all the hurts within your body, mind, and spirit. May you be patient with the time it takes to heal. May you be aware of the wonders of your body, mind, and spirit and their ability in returning you to good health. May you be open to receive from those who extend kindness, care, and compassion to you. May you rest peaceably under the sheltering wings of divine love. Trusting in this gracious presence, may you find little moments of beauty and joy to sustain you. May you keep hope in your heart. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening, guys. Join us next time in our episode of Boba Chat. Like, okay. comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Peace.